For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. Driving home from SeaTac Airport, a uh, blustery, rainy, shitty December day here in the Pacific Northwest. Recording this podcast uh, with my new $30 iPhone headphones. $30 because I forgot to bring mine. And then for a minute, I was at the airport and I'm like, I don't have my headphones. Well, I'm only gone for like two days. Maybe I don't need them. And then I thought, what am I at? What am I, an animal? I... can't survive two days without headphones. What am I, Lewis and Clark? What am I, Lewis and or Clark? By the way, I never forgot this about Lewis and Clark. I was staying in the Lewis and Clark Hotel uh, in Lewiston, Washington. Right next to Clarkston, Washington. Where my dad was born, I believe. And they had, like, fun facts. They had, like, little fun facts in the lobby about the Lewis and Clark expedition. And one of the things they said was, like, on this date or whatever, it was, like, a journal entry. And I don't know if it was Lewis or Clark doing the journal entry. But they said the terrain was so rough that they lost their writing desk going up a hill or a cliff or something. And I've never forgotten reading that because I have had the same thought since I read that more than a decade ago. You dipshits walked across America and brought a writing desk? Set up my writing desk. I'll be by the fire. Anyway, the writing desk didn't make it. But I I gave in and I spent $30 at the airport to buy some headphones. Grab that in a $9 bag of almonds and call it a morning. I got a message, actually it was a comment on one of my videos that said uh, they had bought tickets to my show and also, I'm driving so I'm paraphrasing, but she had had a dream about me, a sexual dream about me, but there was no sex, we just got naked and then talked about our different skin conditions. 
That's the kind of sex dreams my fans have about me. You want to take all your clothes off and talk about psoriasis with me? My safe word is eczema. Driving home on a Saturday, that's very rare. I don't have a gig tonight. I had a gig uh, Friday in Cincinnati, so I flew out Thursday. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was an Instagram gig in the way that some people started watching my videos on Instagram and they wanted me to come out and do their, like, holiday. I thought it was, like, at first I thought it might be their house. It turned into, like, this theater with 200 people. Their friends were there. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, pretty fun night. Um, I mean, yeah, I did get a standing ovation. You know I'm too humble to bring that up, but I mean, since you brought it up. Got a standing ovation, went back to my hotel, got out my writing desk. We really did it tonight. We really did it. Party, uh, the holiday party comedy show thing was uh, catered by Skyline Chili, which is a big Cincinnati thing. Uh, I mean, mostly the thing is like it's like chili on spaghetti, which you know, I mean, every white trash person has done that. It's like opening up a chain of restaurants where you, like, put a can of chili into the mac and cheese and mix it up. Yeah. It's called being poor and eating shitty food. And it's not that I don't like Skyline Chili. It's fine. It's maybe even slightly better than fine. I just... Every regional cuisine. Do you know what I mean? Every, like, have you had... The Skyline Chili. Really what they're saying at this point in my life is have you had our kind of special regional diarrhea? We put beanless chili on top of spaghetti. You haven't had diarrhea until you've had Cincinnati diarrhea. I was at the, uh, I got there early to do a sound check. Uh, and then I had to kind of hang out. And I also didn't know if I was supposed to go down and mingle with the guests or stay hidden. I don't know what I was supposed to do. But before the food was set up, before the Skyline Chili catering was set up, I was like, I am uh, starving because I hadn't eaten that much. I'd had lunch earlier in the day. I, you know, never been to Cincinnati. I just sort of looked at restaurants near me. There was a diner. That's where I like to go. I like to go to a diner when I'm in a new city or an old city or a Cincinnati city. Some sort of like Madison Diner, like a mile away. It was a nice 50 degree day. I'm like, all right, nice little walk to the Madison Diner. I like a diner. I like a place that has like a 
different colored chair because that's where old Bob sat for 40 years. Rest in peace. That's the kind of place I like to eat. But I didn't realize that this diner was actually in a bowling alley. But I walked all the way there, so I ate there. I got uh, some sort of chicken club salad, but it was pretty small. So then it's like 6 p.m. at night, and I realize I'm like starving to death. And so I went, I left the theater, just kind of walking around. We're kind of in a downtown area. Maybe I'll see something. Guess what I saw? Skyline Chili. So as their caterers are setting up Skyline Chili, I walked two blocks away and ordered it, paid for it. And I don't want to be uh, unnecessarily crude. But I ate that Skyline Chili. By the time I walked two blocks back to the theater, all of that Skyline Chili then exited my body. My body does not care for your regional cuisine. Also, I feel like on-the-road body is different than at-home body. Like, at home, if someone was like, do you want to go to this Indian restaurant or whatever, I'd be like, okay. But if I'm, like, at a comedy club and they're like, we're going to Indian tomorrow, I'm like, no, we're fucking not. Is there a restaurant nearby called Spoonful of Mayonnaise? Because that's where I'd like to go. That's what my Caucasian system can handle. I don't really know if the Washington State, Seattle area has, like, a specific, you know, whatever, salmon, oysters, that kind of thing, but, like, People bring up Starbucks all the time, but I don't feel like anyone in the from the Seattle area has a particular pride in Starbucks. We're never like, yep, that's right. Started the coffee revolution. We love it. I think Washington State has that I didn't realize not everywhere has is teriyaki restaurants like every 30 feet. I mean, everywhere has teriyaki restaurants, but, like, Seattle area has a lot. I saw a very strange thing. Um, there's kind of like an old... I mean, maybe a tacky, but it, I'm sure at the time it was, like, a very observant bit. I've heard comedians do, uh, uh, you know, in the 80s or whatever, or 90s, that it was, like... When there's Braille at the drive-thru. And you're like, well, who's that for? Who's that for? I don't even think Seinfeld did the bit. I just gave him the... <laughs> Who are these people? Who are these blind drivers? Who need... But when I was in uh, Cincinnati, uh... I hope they have a strip club named Cincinnati. There's like a shuttle to go to the uh, baggage claim. And then, uh, you know, there's like the, the digital readout on the sign says like, shuttle will be here in one minute. Shuttle will be here in 45 seconds. You know, it's like counting down. And then as that's happening, 
in the little corner, there's video of a man doing sign language. I assume saying the shuttle will be here in one minute. The shuttle will be here in 45 seconds. And all I could think when I was watching this is, Who's that for? Illiterate deaf people who can read sign language? There's a rich, there's a digital readout. If you're deaf, what is the benefit of a deaf person going? Hey, that guy's signing out the thing I see. I don't, I don't understand it. You don't need to make people with hearing loss have more access to sight. Confused, Cincinnati. I mean, sure, you put the train will be here in one minute for baby people who can't see. That makes sense. You know, so at some board meeting somewhere, some boardroom, people are really patting themselves on the back about their accessibility. We did it. Deaf people can understand the thing they've already read. What an inclusive city. What an inclusive airport. You know where they didn't have sign language? Skyline Chile. They should have had a guy out front signing, get out. Unless you are acclimated to our soup like chili. It's gonna be a problem. Maybe the guy signing was actually talking directly to deaf people like, can you believe they paid me to do sign language for this digital, large digital sign that you can already read? What the fuck am I up here signing this for? We went out to a very nice uh, steak dinner the night before. Uh, a lot. I was not prepared for how nice it was. I should have worn something besides a Comedy Cellar t-shirt. I really felt like their dirtbag son back from college, although their kids are much younger than me. But... That was nice. I don't know how much money you have to have before you like look at a menu and it's like, you know, the cheapest steak is like $60, $55 and you don't go like, Jesus Christ! Do you know how much Skyline chili I could get for that? diarrhea for a month for that price. But delicious. Even better than the steak I make in the air fryer. Do you know what my secret is for an air fryer steak? 
spoonful of mayonnaise. It's not true, but I bet it wouldn't be terrible. They want me to do it this year. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do the second annual. Also, they were very generous. I'm not going to say how much money, uh, but it's a slightly uncomfortable amount of cash to be carrying around. I feel like I just sold a brick of heroin or something. I don't know how much a brick of heroin costs. I don't know if they're in bricks. I was listening to uh, Leslie Jones' book audiobook. It's called Leslie fucking Jones. Comedian, actor, uh, Leslie Jones. Uh, but she didn't, it was very weird because she didn't. She wrote a book and then like the audiobook, she doesn't read the book. She just kind of talks about it. Like, so what had happened was and I'm like, I don't I didn't love it. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of wish she would just would have read the book that she wrote. Uh, but one thing that I, I thought was uh, that stuck with me was uh, <clears throat> in her journey is she said one year uh, she first time she ever made like big money she opened for Cat Williams for like a whole year and she made uh, $350,000 that year and shit that's back in like you know 2010 or something. Uh, but because she was like <laughs> how she came up and even how she came up in comedy, she always wanted to be paid in cash. So they'd be doing like these big theater events for like Live Nation. And then they would like give her cash because she insisted on it. And then, you know, they're on tour so she wouldn't you know, she wouldn't see a Wells Fargo for like three weeks or two weeks or whatever. And then she'd be like, okay, I want her to deposit $18,000. And they'd be like, we can't. Well, you can do that, but you got to fill out all this paperwork. We got to, you know. Uh, and then she, you know, and it was also funny because, you know, it's like. She said, someone said to her, like, Live Nation writes the Rolling Stones checks. Do you think they're worried about your opener money? But, uh, she got audited because of, uh, so many large cash deposits. New fear unlocked. Thanks, Leslie. Which is what? Which is why I'm not gonna deposit the cash I just got to buy a brick of heroin and double it. I booked a bunch of uh, clubs next year, this week. Uh, some I've been to before, some I haven't. I'm, I booked uh, Dayton, Ohio, Funny Bone. I have been there, but not since 2019. Uh, I booked uh, Hartford, Connecticut, Funny Bone. I've never been there. And I booked uh, Syracuse Funny Bone. <clears throat> I did all of these clubs in 2019. And then uh, I was told by the booker 
that he got great reports on me, but I didn't draw anybody. As far as tickets. Sales. You know, sometimes they would give away tickets and the room would be fairly full, but I wasn't selling that many tickets. So, it kind of dwindled out. Work a little dwindled up a bit after that. And, you know, I've been thinking about... I. I know I'm more of a, uh, a draw. I don't know how much you guys want to talk. I always feel weird talking about comedy business, and then I get all these comments that people are interested in the comedy business. So here you go. A draw is, you know, meaning you can put tickets on sale and people will come see you. As opposed to just, you know, a lot of the shows. Even when I go to Vegas, there's no ticket sale element. I just get paid a, a flat fee no matter how many people show up. And a lot of, most of the club dates I've done in my life have been a flat fee. I get paid the same no matter who shows up. That's starting to change. Uh, because of the business and because of my career, too. So it's like, people will be like, You'll give, I'll give you this flat fee, but if you hit these certain uh, attendance goals or whatever, you get more money. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if it's... If, you draw 450 people plus on the weekend, it's another 500 bucks. If you draw 500, it's another, you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's uh, just 50-50 door deal. You know, you split it with the club. All these different things. And so I have 90,000 Facebook followers. I have 92,000 Instagram followers. I have 180,000 TikTok followers. I don't I know I can sell more tickets than I used to, but I'm also like, it doesn't really feel like I could just go anywhere in the world and fill up a room. I don't feel like I'm there yet. I don't know what that number is of social media followers, but I don't feel like I'm there yet. But then it kind of happened. You know, I, I was talking to people who were like, oh no, you gotta, yeah, you should... You should be doing, like, off-night stuff with the Funny Bones. You should be going on, on, a, on a Wednesday or a Sunday and, like, doing door deals. And that way, you know, if you sell 150 tickets, they're happy. That's usually a night they don't have in comedy. Or it's a, you know, you can make some... I'm like, all right, okay, all right. Reached out to the Funny Bone guy. I said, you know... I haven't, I haven't hit you up in a while. I am selling more tickets than I used to. This is my social media stuff. Here's some, like, off nights. You know, off nights meaning, like, not Friday, Saturday. That I was anticipating that he would be like, okay, let's do Wednesday in Syracuse and Thursday in Albany, like that kind of thing. But instead, he gave me uh, weekends. And I don't, you know, I don't want to get too much in the specifics of the deal, because it's not just my business, it's his business. But, um... Sorry to interrupt the podcast you were listening to for more podcasts, but this, I'm actually, uh in a Vegas hotel room several days after I recorded this in my car. I was actually editing the episode. 
And by the way, when I say edit, it's not like I'm like cutting things out here, putting them there, arranging things. It's just, you know, if I don't talk for two minutes, I cut out the dead silence, that kind of thing. You don't need to hear passenger seat ASMR. But the reason I, uh, hi, the reason I'm here is because I was listening to what I said and I think I gave too many specific details about the deals I had. And, you know, I'm honest with you guys about uh, money. Even last year at the end of the year, I told you what I made for the whole year. And some of you told me you made for the whole year. I love that. One of my favorite Instagram accounts is called a Salary Transparency Street. And they just go up to people on the street and ask what they do and how much money they make. I like salary transparency. But this isn't just my business. It's the business of the guy who booked me. So I don't want to say specific things about the deal. So I'll just say this. If I sell 480 tickets in two days at these shows, one show a night, I would make more money than I have ever made at a comedy club. If I don't sell 480, for example, 479, then I will make a guarantee that's about what I make at comedy clubs now all the time. So I'll just say that. That's all the information you need to know. Um, I now return you to the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge already in progress. I have to like run ads in hopes that I can hit that 480 threshold. But if I don't, I'm sort of spending money against my own bottom line. So if I go, you know, oh, it wasn't a bad weekend. We had 350 people total. Pretty good. And I go, for you, I spent $1,000 on ads or whatever. Also, I have to try. And also, for 350 people, maybe he books me again. And the next time I can do better with sales. Maybe I... Should have tried to get a different deal. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. I'm just one man out here Googling how do Facebook ads work. So it's exciting to like be in the conversation of a person who can make a lot of money. But I'm also like, oh man, I don't think I can. I don't think I, I can go to Hartford, Connecticut and get 500 people to come see me. That seems... But I'll give it a shot. Who knows? Maybe even, you know, by the time some of these gigs happen, maybe my social media is even bigger. Maybe the special comes out. That helps. I don't know. But it is one of those things where, like, you know, when I think of the career that I want, which, don't get me wrong, I'm already doing it. There's, that's a position of power where I go, I'm actually fine where I am. I don't need anything else. Do I want other things? Sure. What I would love to do is fly out to Hartford, Connecticut on a Thursday, fly home on a Sunday with a bunch of money. The next week, 
I fly out to Dayton, Ohio on Friday, fly home on Sunday, make a bunch of money. And I do that three or four times a month. And my sort of work-life balance goes a little more life and a little less work. Because of, you know, all this Vegas stuff, which is great, but it's seven-day weeks. I'm leaving in a day and a half. I gotta go to back to Vegas on Monday. And it's been great. It's changed my life. It's given me tremendous financial security. Uh, I'm gonna be there. I mean, I can change it. If things change in my career, I'll start canceling shit. I cancel stuff to do the funny bum stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm gonna be... I'm already a couple weeks at Brad Garrett's next year in Vegas. I'm once a month at the Comedy Cellar uh, for, I think, as long as I want to do it. And it's still... Right now, I feel like I need to keep all that shit because these door deal comedy club things might not work out that well. But, I guess I'm just saying that to the universe. That's what I would like to do. I would like to be able to do, you know, eight or ten or twelve days worth of shows a month. And make what I do now or more. Instead of... being gone half the time, like I am right now. So I'm sort of doing the things that like, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm faking it till I make it. I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to be doing quality comedy clubs all across the country and have enough people to come see me that I make good money doing it. Am I there yet? I don't fucking think so, but I'm going to give it a shot. one of those funny things though sometimes you ask for something and then you get more than you asked for and you're like oh oh yeah I accept and I think I might be doing some off night stuff at at the improvs in Southern California too these are all things I want to do I want to be that's the kind of career I would like to have and I do have a little bit but it's Also, I'm old, you know. And so I see some people who, you know, you do the, uh, it's like a different model. It's like less people are doing Thursday through Saturday at a comedy club. And a lot more of them are like a different comedy club every night. Maybe it's not even a comedy club, but it's like a venue. But then you're like in a band. Then you're on these long, long tours that are, you know, are grueling. You know, because I used, I used to do that shit when I did like Montana, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, like shitty bar gigs when I first started going on the road where you're driving five hours a day or whatever. That shit's exhausting. I don't know if I want to do that at 50. And that's another point for Vegas. Also, I don't have to Google how do ads work when I work Vegas, but I'll 
I've done ads. I'm figuring it out. So, maybe that's very boring, but that's what's on my mind. Uh, you know, kind of exciting shit is happening, but also, like, just being truthful. I don't know if I'm quite... You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I sell tickets now. Look at my social media. And then he's like, okay, here's three clubs. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't sell that many. I have never been to Connecticut, so I get to mark that off my uh, states I've performed in list. I don't remember the, the list anymore. I think it's, you know, I think there's probably like five or so states left that I haven't performed in after I do Connecticut. Never done Rhode Island. Most of them are over there. Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Maine. Never Alabama either. But man, I know. It's the end of 23. And I'm telling you, the middle of 2021 I was like I don't know if I'm ever getting my comedy career back. I don't know if I will ever be at the level that I was pre-pandemic so to be pretty far beyond where I was in 2019 and 2023 is like whoo not unappreciated So we'll see. I got some club dates coming up. I have like uh, January 5 to 7, Tacoma Comedy Club. I'm in uh, Glendale, Arizona. I'm in Boise. That's all in January. And I was going to kind of do all of them and be like, okay, am I like packing these rooms out? Because if I am, maybe it's time to start hitting up all these clubs for like these door deal weekends. But I was going to wait for more evidence, but uh, I kind of... <laughs> kind of got away from me, and now I'm, you know, they're already booked. And another, you know, another, another reason I like Vegas is, like, I've been a comedian a long time, and I've seen things come and go. There used to be people who sold out comedy clubs because of Twitter. Now, some of those people moved to Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, and they still sell out comedy clubs, but not all of them. Two years from now, when everyone's like, Instagram's dead. And I can't use that to get people to come to my shows anymore. It would be nice to still have these... Vegas relationships as I turn into an old man. And I also have to say it's so funny to like... Like the same day I booked... Like three... Funny Bone Comedy comedy clubs around the country... And corresponded with someone from the improv comedy chain. On that same day, for the third year in a row, I booked the Forks High School 
senior night comedy show where I will perform for the graduating Fork seniors for the third year in a row. It's just so, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> I got a little more money out of it, but it's still, it's just like, in my head, I'm like, eh, I'll be home that week. My kids can come. Like, you know what I mean? I'll bring my daughters to Forks. It's kind of a thing now. Yeah, I'll do it. I just never thought that. I never thought that it would be like... I'll go to the Comedy Cellar in Vegas for a week, and then I'll come home, and I'll do a show for a plumbing supply company. I never thought that trajectory would keep happening, but here we are. If any of you know 600 people in uh, Dayton, Ohio, uh, please tell them to come to my shows. Uh, I believe it's March 8 and 9. And you know what? Why get greedy? If any of you know 480 people in the greater Dayton, Ohio area, I think I might actually work club in Cincinnati too this year. <laughs> it's so funny. There's I don't there's so many places I don't go, but I'm gonna do like Louisville, Dayton, and Cincinnati, which are all like 45 minutes to an hour from each other. I don't know. <sighs> a lot of opportunity for Skyline Chili is my point. Maybe I can build up a tolerance. Skyline Chili. It looks the same going out as it looked going in. Skyline. Eat it here. Hurry home. All right. I'm home. Going to call that a podcast. Goodbye.